0: hello and welcome back to another episode of a pinch of prevention this is katherine and this is prachi and we're here with miss lori Liu, a family law attorney who has over 30 years of experience working with domestic abuse and violence cases and she's here with us today to talk about the importance of teens and adolescents sharing their issues and their problems with their parents, even though we may sometimes be reluctant to do so. A Pincher Prevention is a podcast associated with Evansville's very own Prevention Youth Council. Our mission is to uplift the voices of teens by providing them with opportunities to advocate for their communities and themselves. This podcast may not be suited for all audiences as there is mention of domestic abuse and child abuse. Hi Lori, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: I'm so happy to be back. I really enjoy doing these podcasts with you guys. I wanted to talk about the importance of teens and adolescents in sharing their problems, struggles or issues with their parents, though they may be reluctant that they will disappoint their parents or cause them to worry. I talk about this not only from the standpoint as an attorney, but also from the standpoint as a parent. We want our children to come to us with our problems and not worry that we may be upset. I'd like to tell you about my client. Her name is Abby. Well, that's her fictitious name for her privacy. She came to my office when she was 18 years old and she came with her mother and she came with her baby. You see, Abby was involved in a relationship with a boyfriend who I'll call Brian who was older than her. He was about three years older than her and they had a relationship when she was 17 and he was about 20. And she got pregnant through that relationship and she had the baby. However, there was domestic violence in their relationship and that domestic violence needed to be shared when Abby was addressing issues in the criminal courts with Brian and also in the family courts regarding the custody of their child. When Abby and Brian broke up, and you'll hear about their breakup in a minute, Abby's parents were very upset that Brian had had a sexual relationship with girl who was younger than 18. They used to call this statutory rape and now they call it underaged intercourse in California. Her parents initiated a criminal case against Brian for this offense and it was handled in the criminal courts by the city attorney. And they simultaneously went to court, to divorce court or family law court, to get orders for custody over the baby they wanted their daughter, Abby, to have sole custody. By the time that Abby came to me, she was an adult, but she was still young. I mean, even though you're an adult at 18, you're still probably have lived only with your parents, probably have not really made it on your own. So they came to my office, Abby and her mother, and they said, we would like to get custody of the baby for Abby and we don't want Brian to have custody because he's done these terrible things and we don't think that he should be the father Uh, in terms of custody at this time. So, I asked what Brian had done, and I was told that Brian had given uh, Abby some marijuana to smoke, and then he would have sex with her and I was told not the complete story of what was happening and at the time I didn't know that I wasn't being told the complete story. I agreed to take the case and I asked Abby's mother to step out because I wanted to speak to my client privately and I wanted Abby to feel free to confide in me When Abby's mother stepped out, I said to Abby, it doesn't matter if your parents are paying the bill, my bill, or your fees. It doesn't matter if you rely on your parents. What matters is that you know that I am your attorney. And what you tell me will be confidential until we divulge it to a third party, such as to the court." Or to your parents. And she said, I understand. So about a week later, Abby called me and she was giving me the status of the criminal case. And she said, they're only charging Brian with a misdemeanor and not a felony. And I said, Oh, I said, how do you feel about that? She said, I really think he should be charged with a felony because what he did was really bad. And her voice was shaky and I said, Abby, have you told us everything that's happened? And she said, no. And I said, are you prepared to talk to me? And she said, yes. I said, you can tell me anything you want and I will not divulge anything to anybody because we are attorney and client and what you tell me is privileged and confidential. Unless and until we divulged it to a third party, including the court. She said, I understand. So, Abby proceeded to tell me more of what happened that she had never told her mother or her father because she was embarrassed and she felt they would be very, very, very upset and horrified with her and also very sad. Abby told me that she went out to the movies with Brian and they came back from the movies and he told her to smoke a substance and she thought it was just marijuana but we now know it was more than that because she became delirious. She said that They were in the bedroom at his home and she doesn't remember anything that happened after she smoked the substance. And she woke up and she didn't have her clothes on. She didn't remember what happened. About a week after that, she was at Brian's house and he was in the shower and his computer was on and she clicked on his computer because she was curious and she found that he was logged on to a website and she clicked on it and she saw images of herself half naked that day, what she had worn to the movies. And he had taken those photos and he'd put them on the internet, not only for his other own enjoyment, but for other people to see. She was shocked, she was horrified, and she felt nauseous she had the presence of mind to delete the account and I believe the account was open so she went into the settings and she was somehow able to change the password and then delete the account and she left and she fled from him disgusted and horrified And that's when she went home and decided to break up with him. But she was pregnant and she didn't know it. So she would have the baby. She would have the baby. She would care for the baby. And she would raise the baby in love and grace. So when she told her parents about bad things that Brian did. She only talked about smoking a substance and I think she told them that it was marijuana. So when the city attorney took the case and were going to prosecute him, they did it as a misdemeanor because frankly, it didn't really sound like that big a deal for a 20-year-old guy to be giving marijuana to his girlfriend who was 17. So when she told me this, I said to her, Abby, if you tell your story, the city attorney will press charges as a felony. I believe 100%, even though I have no experience in criminal law. But the story you just told me is so horrifying. And Abby, when he put those pictures up on the internet, that is child pornography. You are, you were at the time a child. You were less than 18. Who's to say he's not gonna do that with someone else? Who's to say he's not gonna open up another account? Abby, are you prepared? to tell your story and she said yes and she said I'm so scared to tell my mom my mom is going to be so upset and I said you know what your mom is going to be upset but then your mom is going to help you get through this very awful awful trauma. she said okay so in the family law case I had her prepare a declaration and that is a statement under penalty of perjury where you state the facts of what has happened so she was very clear and careful to tell her story precisely and we knew very well that filing these papers in the family law court would lead the judge to give her sole custody especially since we could tell the court the fact that he was being criminally prosecuted when we were done with the papers I said to her as soon as we file these papers it is in the system now um papers of a parentage case of two people that are not married are not public record but they're still out there and it's still many people knowing and learning about what's happened. The judge the attorneys people know what happened I said you need to tell your mother and your father, what happened. They need to hear about this from you. And I think that will be one step closer to you healing because they are going to help you. They're going to help you through this. And she said, okay, I'm prepared to do that. So before I filed the papers, she and I agreed that she was gonna talk to her mother and that she would let me know after she talked to her mother. So she talked to her mom she did let her mom know what happened and as any mother would be her mother was very 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 upset shocked enraged teary just all the emotions of course hearing about her daughter essentially she was raped and her images were put on the internet and who knows who viewed them who knows what terrible, terrible exposure there was. But her mother processed it and was prepared to help her daughter and stand by her. So when we heard that her mother knew, we sent her the declaration that was to be filed so her mother would read it, so her mother would see the detail, Her both of her parents would see it. And so they read it, was very painful for them, probably the most painful thing that they would ever read, imagine. We filed the papers in the family law court, and then I said, okay, Abby, I have something very important that I need you to do. She said, okay, what is it? I said, I need you to call the city attorney. I need you to tell the city attorney that you prepared a statement in the family law court that you wish to share with the city attorney and what you want the city attorney to consider in the prosecution of Brian. Abby did so, and she shared her declaration with the city attorney. The city attorney read the papers, contacted Abby, and said, we are increasing the prosecution to a felony. This is very important because a misdemeanor could be basically a slap on the wrist and a felony would have very serious ramifications. So what happened in the criminal case was Brian pled guilty. He tried to get the charge reduced to a misdemeanor but we Told the city attorney emphatically that we hoped the city attorney would not accept a plea deal to a misdemeanor and only a plea deal to a felony. Of course, it's up to the city attorney. The victims don't get to call the shots. The city attorney did agree, though, and eventually, instead of going to trial, the city attorney accepted a plea bargain with from Brian to felony regarding the incidents that he had committed. I don't remember the very specific um, legal charges that he pled to, but I do know the following. Number one, it was a felony. Number two, it involved sexual crime. Therefore, he will always have to register as a sex offender, and this will help to protect other women from being victims to him next there was an automatic five-year restraining order that he could not contact abby except with court-ordered contact regarding the child and that is a separate issue but in a nutshell he was only offered monitored visitation with the child for a long time, until we could be sure that he was safe to spend time with the child without a monitor. So, Abby was brave. She was brave to tell her story and to confide in her parents. She was so reluctant to hurt her mother. And as a mother, I thought of Abby's words when Abby was telling me and I thought of my own daughter and I thought, oh, if she were going through something like that and she was afraid to tell me, oh, how terrible. And I, I remember telling my children thereafter, you guys can tell me anything about anything and I will always support you and want to take care of you. And please don't think that you shouldn't tell me something out of reluctance. And I'm happy to say that Abby and her son are doing great. If there's anyone out there who ever encounters a situation or you're afraid to tell your parents, you're afraid to reach out to them for fear of them being angry or upset or sad please remember that as parents we want to help you and we are equipped to help you in ways you don't know so please let us help you please be open to us
0: thank you wow well thank you so much for sharing that story with us I'm so happy to hear that Abby and her son are doing well. That's phenomenal. And really, um, the reason why she was able to have that outcome is because she had the courage to talk to her parents and tell her story. And that must have been so difficult. But she did that. And that's what enabled her to have the amazing outcome that she did. And so I think that that kind of leads us into a really good place to point out kind of the flip side of the whole situation. So relationships should be 50-50 and as much as teens and adolescents should be able to go to their parents and tell them when anything is wrong, our parents should also be able to have us as sounding boards and talk to us about issues and what's going on in their lives. Um, I know that my parents um, personally sometimes you know, jobs can be stressful, um, and as anyone, they go through all sorts of issues, from health issues of relatives to, you know, other relationship problems, and that's a lot to handle for any person, no matter your age, and although, um, you know, me and Prachi, we're only 17, we're not going to be kids forever, and, you know, as young adults, we can take on that role and be a sounding board and a person for our parents to also come to and so I think that that really is a great thing to kind of bring attention to and to keep in mind whenever we're having discussions and talking to our parents is not just telling them what's going on in in our lives but also having them talk to us about what's going on in their lives as well
1: Catherine that is amazing and I absolutely agree with you because as you go through high school and you just have more experiences in life and you see more and you grow more you really do have so much to offer um, in terms of support and insight and advice to your parents and I know that I have started to rely on my children more because they're wonderful and you guys are so great thank you so much for that offer and I'm sure that parents who are listening to this podcast it resonates with them and I hope that they will learn to call on their children for support and input thank you so much for saying that
0: (laughs) of course If you're experiencing any form of abuse, please do not hesitate to contact the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. The number is 1-800-799-7233 or if you live near southwestern Indiana, the Albion's Fellow Bacon Center is a center that provides services to victims of abuse. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that this episode was able to provide some new perspectives on how parents and their teens can both use each other to sort out their problems and find the best solution. Stay tuned for more Ingredients for Change.